coming up on Just Elders Podcast. I do want to say too, y'all quit acting brand new. Like, cause folks been talking about oh, season two going so hard, bro. We're being pretty consistent. I just want to say, I mean, we got YouTube now. You can see the talk, but like we we still giving y'all the same sauce. Oh yeah. Simply pilot, y'all. That thing coming soon. It's coming that on the Patreon. Oh, on the Patreon. Joe Budden, I want to let you know, here at the Just Elders Podcast, we stand with you, and we saying, fuck Spotify too. So we are, so we are starting the fuck that spot campaign, hashtag F that spot. If you are creative, if you are a black creative, a podcaster, we asking you to take your information, take your content, take everything off Spotify. Hell, they ain't paying you anyway. None of y'all, half y'all ain't really monetized anyway. But guess what? They using your shit to make money. I feel like we have to do a better job, not only as black people, but just as creators, period, taking a stand collectively so we can all be respected collectively. You know what I'm saying? If we stand up collectively, we'll be respected collectively. With that being said, hey, I ain't fucking with Spotify either. So, <laughs> shout out to um, my man Isaac Hayes. Shout out to Big Josh. Somebody tag Big Josh in this episode, man. Like, hey, let me tell y'all, Kev on stage. This about to be a big statement, but I'm saying it here. I'm about to have a baby, and I was like, LeBron James, all you have to do is not play. Mm-hmm. Just don't fucking play, and I promise you, this shit is changed forever. And I remember all these niggas. Nah, you can't have that man to mess up his money. That's his job. He can't do that. That's 2015. Imagine doing that. Imagine doing a hunger strike, right? And imagine doing it to fight against well-known racism. And imagine your school telling you, saying, you're going to die because we don't give a fuck. And this is what I'm trying to tell people. Because people start looking at this stuff and like, oh, man, this is game changing. We finally standing up. Like, man, we've been standing up. But we are so disconnected from our history, our culture. We think we doing new shit. In the month of September, I will not cuss one time on this podcast. No swear September? No swear September. They said, I'm going to be honest with you. We're fearful because Monroe is really known. Like, this is clan land. It's clan here. So, like, when I be really just thinking about what I be doing every day, this shit be like, I guess I'm watching too many revolutionary movies because it's like I'm living this. Like we are. It's not like yeah. we're living it. Yeah. And what I want people to realize, if you don't feel like that, that means you are riding the bus. That means you are not sitting at the counters. That means you are not getting on the freedom rise. That means you are not fighting for voter rights. That means you are not marching from uh, Selma to Montgomery. That means you are not getting in the fight. If you don't feel the way I'm feeling right now in this moment, in this time, that means you are on the sideline and you have to get off. 
this is the homework for this week. Identify yourself in our past. Ready? Born ready. It's Tuesday. Favorite day of the week. Go ahead, turn this up. <laughs> if you at work, if you in your car, if you at your girl house, cause I know the brothers be low holding it down for me. Turn this up. Hey baby, the Just Shelter Podcast is coming on. It's the intro song. It's Elders Keith and Mark. <laughs> they coming to your airwaves. Let's do this. What's up, family? It's your boy Eldridge, and you are tuning into the greatest podcast to ever hit the airwaves. I say that every time, and I mean it every single time. I promise y'all I ain't lying to y'all. Year two, season two, we have been going hard. Before we dive into this episode, let me just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Round of applause. Thank you, thank you. For each and every last person that tuned in to last week's episode, Marriage Ain't for Punks. But I'm talking about every Negro I know. Watch the episode like, hey, bro, I'm about to get married, right? That was on Tuesday. On Friday, they're like, man, fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, dang, dang. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, lady. Y'all can thank me for that strong week. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I think some brothers was influenced, man. Hey, look, brother had a strong week. I'm like, man, I can do this, bro. (laughs) I can do this. Man, it's I, man, you know, I just got to thank, man, my Uncle Calvin, my Uncle Troy for coming on. Uh, them brothers dropped gems, you know what I'm saying, collectively, 12 marriages. Uh, <laughs> Damn. And they, they took, uh, four, 14, right? Four, yeah. Four, four, 14, yeah. 14, yeah. Now, the funniest thing is, Uncle Troy, what made you get married? <laughs> they just start laughing, oh my boy. God, damn, bro. Like, like a like a, like a uh, villain. <laughs> Evil doer. But no, man, it was you know what? Marriage ain't for punks. What it did for me is really challenged me to look at what is the other side of marriage other than I, one thing I really love that he said, he said I don't believe in falling in love. Mm-hmm. Like it's the it, you build in love. You know what I'm saying? Every time you fall, oh. you get hurt. And we are all been in those situations where we just um, fall into something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have an opportunity to get in something where you can just choose. And I think if you choose, you can also f- just know this is how I'm feeling. Like, I, I choose this, I feel this way about you, and this is how it's going to be. Yeah, I got that too. With that, that being said. I'm over here like. We are that old. I'm over here like, okay, 448. Right. <laughs> Mark that spot. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm just, I'm just saying. Great episode, but don't take my word for it. Let's listen to the listeners. Can you go to the reviews? You got some reviews. Hey, before I get into these reviews, right? So, you know, uh, Pastor Cal, he's on Love at First Sight. So yeah. Marriage at First Sight. Marriage at First Sight. So I go on this deep dive, right? <clears throat> you know how I do. So I, uh, <laughs> so I'm watching this, uh, Lifetime inspired channel on Pluto, right? Bro, they had a whole little like see like a uh Marvel Universe type <laughs> shit intertwined with like the married at first sight people with like a whole other show. It's a show where they switch where they switch spouses. What? 
So and and not like wife swap. Not like wife wife swap was goofy. Right. This on some like they be sleeping in the bed together. Like oh, they be man. going on vacations. They they be smashing. Like oh, and straight up switch. Like I take your wife, you take my wife. God damn. And they be in there like complaining. I mean, it it, it just got deep. And I was just watching this like. I need Pastor Cal to come back because yeah. <laughs> I need him to talk about that show. So they those shows are related. Yeah, it was because some of those couples were on oh, the other. God, series. so you get married at first sight and, and then, then you swap, and then you go swap it out. So it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Damn. And what's so funny was one white girl was dating a black, was married to a black dude, right? So she switched with another black dude, but the dude didn't know he was black until they met. Dude said, "Damn, you a brother." <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look! He thought he was gonna let her run out to a white boy. Right. He like it'll be easy to get right, her back right, from right, left. Right, right. He was a bit football player type nigga too. Oh <laughs> man! But uh, let's get into these reviews. It's man. a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's just funny. The whole concept is a no. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do that. Uh, first, man, you know what? Round of applause. We got some reviews. From some, of, some of our favorites, man. Some of our favorites. Okay, let's get it. Hey, man, SD. Come on, classic brother SD. Classic brothers. We got a great episode. De- de- uh, dope episode. Great gems from Eldridge uncles. Everything they mentioned was definitely beneficial. Definitely needed as a young black man in his thirties. He told y'all, uh, marriage is on my short term goal list. <laughs> that needs to, he better do it soon. Short term. I can say Take your time I, nigga Take your time <laughs> I can say I have a great black queen Who's been in my corner And it showed When I was able to show her I can be consistent And hold this down Through good and bad And communicate uh, And communicate Instead of holding things in I know season two Just started But I can say This is one of my favorite Episodes of season two Thus far As always brothers Keep up the great work Let me know When you guys are open for guests I'm I love to stop by. Hey, hey, look, you get engaged, we'll bring you back. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the next time you come. Because last time we heard you was on Footballology, <laughs> so you got to explain this shit. <laughs> like, you got to explain this shit. So, uh, you get engaged, we bring him back on. Oh man, I do want to say too, y'all quit acting brand new. Like, cause folks been talking about oh, season two going so hard, bro. We're being pretty consistent. I just want to say, I mean, we got YouTube now. You can see the talk, but like we, we still giving y'all that same sauce. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really think it's more as a surprise. They just surprised me being so consistent. Like, yeah, I, I think they surprised. Like, damn, these niggas still. Uh, yeah, I about to say, cause like we, we, we've been, we've been, we've been giving y'all mm-hmm. what you want. Uh, another one, another favorite, man, another favorite. Foxy P from BC. <laughs> it says, gentlemen. Best JEP episode yet, hands oh, wow. down. Dare I say, even better than Black Love, the Good, the Bad, and the Toxic. Oh, wow. Wow. Even though that was the that one was a doozy from the JEP craze. Yeah, she right. <laughs> yeah, it was. If you haven't listened to the Black Love uh, episode, go back. Uh, it says, anyways, Eldridge uncles are absolutely brilliant. It was so refreshing to hear two mature, seasoned, experienced, and obviously happy and loved black men outline the values of solid marriage and the role good marriages play in the foundation and overall success of black families and communities. I was literally shouting amen 
when the pastor uh, talked about how character and principles come into play or should when all else fails. And shout out to the young fella in the background who seems to understand. Mr. Indubitably. Mr. Indubitably. Hey, man. Shout out Indubitably. <laughs> hey, he might get a podcast out of that. <laughs> Can you imagine an hour long of this motherfucker, bro? Like, no, like for real. Like, you just gave him the mic and just let him just. Go off on the fucking rant. See me trying to go on. It'll be indubitably. Uh, <laughs> JEP58 is definitely worth a second listen, especially for all the single men and women. And somebody needs to get two pastors, uh, these two pastors, a podcast. Elders, Keith, Mark, you clearly dropped another gem on the airwaves. Good stuff. DC. Hey, man. Those are some good reviews, man. That was great. Man, I also got some reviews. Uh, shout out to CastBox. So Cast yeah, yeah, Box. we found a whole nother world. So, I'm on, so, shout out to my sister, right? Mm-hmm. She said, she said, she said. Hey, some, good sister. Hey, good sister. She sent the first review. So, we in all family group chat, right? The sibling group chat. I'm in there with my, all my brothers and sisters because, you know, my dad got remarried. And we all in there talking. And she bringing up the podcast, right? So, then my other sister, because, you know, we have one blue group chat. Right. Without her. <laughs> the drip droid <laughs> motherfucker. And she got an Android group chat that's like just green as a motherfucker. Man, I got so. a story about a group chat later on. <laughs> so she uh <laughs> so that shit green in a motherfucker. So she was telling me about this app Castbox. That's how she's been listening to us. And she loves your mom. She loves your mom. That's she's what like, you know, your mom needs a her own podcast. You know, she said she's going through some things right now and your mom really speaking to her. I'm like, man, your mom be. Yeah, my mama, hey, hey, look. Simply pilot, y'all. That thing coming soon. It's coming. That on the Patreon. Yeah. Oh. On the Patreon. <laughs> Shout out to the Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash just elders, you have an opportunity to get behind the scenes exclusive content. I am officially about to start vlogging. I've already started, but we better start releasing them. Mm-hmm. But we're uh, releasing them strictly on a Patreon page. Vlogs. Views, but shout out to Castbox. So she told me about Castbox. So for you Android users, mm-hmm. and it's on Apple too, but Android, she said this is the best way you can listen to podcasts. And on there, you can kind of interact like on Facebook, like it's a social media thing. So shout out to LD uh, Monte. He sent a review. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. He on, did. On uh, Castbox, he said it was lit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> want to shout him out. Let him know we we see him on the Castbox, and y'all interact with us on there, man. We're gonna be. Doing a lot of uh, fan engagement, man. We, we we pumping this thing. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's important. I'm inspired by this podcast, shit, y'all. I'm gonna be real. Like, so I was talking to my friend the other day. We were just talking about money, and I was just talking about like you know, I could really and Keith will tell you this. I feel like, and I did an episode about this. What did your 2020 look like? The first episode. Uh, 2020, and I was just talking about how I'm ap- apologetically chasing my bag in 2020, and for the most part, I feel like I've done that, but I could make way more money if business was not so personal for me. People, you know how people always say, "Oh, business ain't personal. Uh, business is business," and just get you. That's not for me. 
Like I, I, I really just don't go, do good with making money with people I don't want to hang with. I'm just gonna be real. Like I could, I could, I could, like, cause I do consulting and stuff like that. And like I got a contract the other day with a uh, pretty big organization, and I was like, man, I could really do this a lot more if I wanted to, but it's not really what I want to do. I really just want to make money doing this, just being creative. So um, I'm inspired. So after having that conversation, shortly after that, Joe Budden released this epic episode. So for those that don't know, Joe Budden has the Joe Budden podcast. I will argue the most influential podcast in the podcast game, period. Period. Can't name another one. Um. just the way these brothers have been consi- I mean, and then I love Joe Butter Podcast. You can go back to the beginning and listen to the genesis of how it built up, how it was just him. And you're like, this podcast don't even have a name yet. <laughs> like, I'll name this podcast, podcast later. later. I thought that name was dope itself, but after hearing this episode, I'm like, okay, I see why he did the joke. Like, it makes sense. So, uh, you know, and I want Keith, Keith put me on Joe Budden Podcast. Him and Mark, I feel like they are even more loyal listeners than I am. Uh, I be listening to it, but I don't be on it, on it, on it, on it. But this episode, me and Keith were together listening to it. And for the longest, they've been talking about their contract. They t- He was one of the first people to take an exclusive contract where he only put his content on Spotify. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first, before Michelle Obama Got her podcast before Gimlet went over there, before Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Joe Budden made the Spotify. Joe Budden made us take podcast serious on Spotify. Facts. If it wasn't for him. Facts. So they've been building up talking about, oh, the contract is up. This is what we're doing. And inserts Keith. I mean, after that, bro, he just broke down what uh, what we all need to be doing with our podcast, which is ownership. Um. What what this episode did for me, it let me know it let me know that we're going the right way. Right. right. That's one. Two, it also lets me know Joe knows his value. Right. He broke down all the acquisitions. He broke down the fact that yeah, he's one podcast. But you brought in networks that couldn't outperform one podcast. Right. So for Anybody to hear that conversation and think that, oh, Joe don't know what he's talking about. Joe told y'all. If, see, I'm the type of person. Episode 375, by the way. Yeah, 375. Yeah. Just let you, let you know. We're on episode 59 right now. Right. Episode 375. And they do two a week now. But I do this thing called This Time Last Year, right? When right. I ain't got shit to do, nothing really to listen to, I go back to a Joe Budden podcast that when I came out hmm. this time last year, hmm. right? See, that's the type of nigga Keith. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> like that's dope. Keith, Keith. That's why I said I'm not a real fan. Like, like let insert Keith. Yeah. And it just so happened, this was like, as he was talking about the watches and all that. So this time last year, they were talking about going on vacation. Wow. And and he was also talking about, I took this deal for analytics, right? So back back to what we're talking about. Joe let, lets us know, like, hey, I centralized my audience. Mm-hmm. And all Spotify is doing with our audience, and not just his, every podcaster's audience, is pillaging. Right. Data, analytics, recommending other shows that they probably signed on themselves right. from listening to our show. Right. Now, 
I, I do this under new voices, right? And all the podcasts I produce, it's only like two that I produce that I don't put new voices on. But even the metadata, because of how I produce it, all says new voices. If you listen to any one of Just Elders podcasts, one of my podcasts should be recommended just based off of just how yeah. the technology That's why XL Nicole comes up every time you um, listen to uh, on Apple. Hmm. It's right there at the bottom. X on Nicole and Black Man Lab right. are right there beside it. If right. you, if you, Makes sense. That's how Spotify should do too, but they, it's like they don't. They're taking our audience, putting who they want to listen to it. So Joe's just letting everybody know, like, look, this is what Spotify did. you know. And now at this point, you can make your own decision about Spotify. Mm. You know? So, um, I liked it because I mean the dude he 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 been number one consistently. He, he been number one consistently. And if you listen to anybody listen to the episode, it's just homeboys kicking it, bro. It right. ain't it ain't on no deep like this ain't Michael Eric Dyson. Right, <laughs> like right, this right. ain't listen. He ain't woke. <laughs> Man's just on there just talking shit with, and, his, with his homeboys. That's yeah. it. And it's, and it's what people want. It's what we want. It's the authentic. You know what I'm saying? And he was able to do it. He was able to even get that deal. One thing why Joe Button was even able to position himself for that deal, because like us, they independently were doing their stuff. Right. So they had no deal. They they had their own team. They had their own. Matter of fact, he released his budget of what they were doing. They weren't spending no real production money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, just to our listeners, let y'all know this gave us like inspiration and motivation to know that we are on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I got it, I got because I got issue with the listeners too. But I'm about to get to that. But before I get to that. Um, this is where we at. Joe Budden is officially leaving Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotify offered them a deal, but Joe said the deal wasn't set worth their value based off what they done. And Joe is officially leaving Spotify. He not rocking with them no more. Yeah, he had six episodes left, so that's three weeks. So, uh, y'all know I'm gang gang. I say this on the podcast every single time I'm gang gang and you know I feel like we have to do a better job not only as black people but just as creators period taking a stand collectively so we can all be respected collectively you know what I'm saying if we stand up collectively we'll be respected collectively with that being said hey I ain't fucking with Spotify either So, if you listen to Spotify for the Just Other podcast, this will be the last time. Um, matter of fact, we're gonna pull off the episodes that are on there. Um, you'll now be able to find us. Now, Joe ain't even on Apple. <laughs> like, well, we don't know where Joe we don't know where he's he going. We don't know where he's he going. Free agent right now. We don't know where he's going. So, Joe Budden. All right, look at zoom the camera in because I want y'all to send this to Joe Budden. Joe Budden, I want to let you know, here at the Just Elders Podcast, we stand with you, and we saying, fuck Spotify too. So we are, so we are starting the fuck that spot campaign, hashtag F that spot. If you are a creative, if you are a black creative, a podcaster, we asking you to take your information, take your content, take everything off Spotify. Hell, they ain't paying you anyway. None of y'all, half of y'all ain't really monetized anyway. But guess what? They using your shit to make money. So all I'm saying is, let's remove that shit. What's one platform gonna kill you? 
You got uh Google Podcasts you could be on. You got iHeart you could be on. You got where where got Apple, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, tune in. Uh hell, you can you can email it to all your people. You can put it on your Facebook feed. Yeah, you can put Twitter that feed. shit out independently you on can your own. You create your own platform. You can put it out. You know what I mean? You can do whatever you want to. So like SoundCloud, whatever. But Spotify has done nothing for you. I would argue that Joe Budden has done more for all of us uh indirectly than Spotify has. Oh, you don't have to argue that. Period. Yeah. I know There's I've no been inspired argument. before I started my podcast. 60 episodes ago, one year ago. I know my boy on 375, but Joe, I'm at 60. Oh, look, now we got content. Now we just ain't numbers are. If we numbered it, we had 68. Yeah, technically 68 if you take bonus content. So, so with that being said, Joe, we fucking, now if you had the old podcast, nigga, we only 300 behind, Joe. (laughs) We got about 75 episodes. So, so all I'm saying is, Black Creator Stand Up hashtag F that spot. And we gonna put it at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag F that spot. The show. Fuck that spot, man. We ain't fucking with Spotify no more. Hey, and if y'all are using, uh, this is a, a, a shout to the producers. I know y'all like using these aggregators where you just upload your podcast one place and it just sends it out there. Well, go to Spotify. Take your shit off. You know what I mean? Don't right. set it up to automatically. I know it kind of happens automatically, but they ain't paying us. You know, you're not getting no ads. Um, some of you anchor babies. I don't know though. I believe, I, I, this is, I got, I maybe I'm operating on a hunch, right? I got a hunch. I believe we would get more if we stood with Joe versus ignoring the game that he gave us. I'm really taking my shit off just because of the game he gave right. us. Right, because what people don't understand... Literally, it, just off of that alone. It ain't... It's fuck not, you, Charlemagne. Yeah, it ain't, it's, it's not just the, the um, DSP of Spotify. It's the audience. They Spotify thinks they control the whole audience. By you taking your podcast off, Joe Button taking his podcast off, and the X amount of other black men that do that and black women that do that... You gotta understand that whole audience is leaving with us. Then I they're know gonna have to sure. value us way more when we come back for it. So drop that bag. I'm gonna be real. Only reason I had Spotify was for Joe Budden podcast. Well, me too. Only reason. Me too. No, no need for the app. Me too. That's the only. Everything else could be found anywhere else yeah. in the world. There's, there's no exclusive Spotify podcast other than Joe Budden. Now I will say, you you will see something about this Joe Rogan thing. But I'll say this. Joe got six episodes left. We doing this campaign. Hashtag F that spot. Y'all see it. Use that hashtag. All this month, September. That's all we doing. If you got a podcast, creator, black, white, whoever you are. F that spot. F that spot. Get that shit up out of there. They ain't paying us. They ain't paying you nothing. With that being said, let me go to this. To To the listeners. If you are a consumer of black content, and honestly, there's no content that's not black content. But if you are... (laughs) That's so fucking true. If you are a consumer of black content, you have a responsibility as a listener, as a viewer, as a supporter to fuck with us on a deeper level. So if you are a content consumer 
specifically a black content consumer and you listen, watch, support, view black content, you have a responsibility, not just for enjoyment, but you have a responsibility to help us influence the administrative offices that we are trying to leverage so we can give you more of what you enjoy. Let me break that down. Listen to this headline. A white 17-year-old police admirer was arrested Wednesday after two people were shot to death during the third straight night of protests in Kenosha over the police shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake. A white 17-year-old police admirer. This is what he's called on mainstream platform. What did Malcolm X say? You got to be careful with the newspaper and the media because it will have you thinking your enemy is your friend and your friend is your enemy. It will confuse you. This man has cold-blooded killed two people. One person survived, but their arm had to be amputated. He's a 17-year-old police admirer. So, Not killer. So, well, here's the thing. Now, it, they kind of helped us with this, right? They were trying to help him. And in the sense of trying to help him and his image, they helped us in our cause. You're right. He is a police admirer. That's what police are. They, they, they are terrorists. They are murderers. They are killers. He admires to be one of those. So they were trying to help him in that headline. But in reality, they just proved our point of what we all believe about these pigs. Here's my thing. Until we do a better job at getting behind our black creatives, our content create like because the way the internet is set up, when we say power to the people, the internet is the best example of that. Mm-hmm. The internet is black Twitter is the example of power to the people. Like we have the ability to blow up information that nobody wanted to be blow up. We got the ability to get people fired. We got the ability to change the name of products. Like we have the ability to do a lot. So we got to do a better job at supporting platforms and shameless plug like the Jess Elders podcast. Who's giving real information. Who's got they ain't really talking about what we got to talk about because this platform that called this dude a, uh, police admirer they gonna get a hundred thousand shares you know what i'm saying they gonna get millions of uh unique clicks they gonna get the eyeballs and that's what people gonna go off after but think about how many independent small platforms where there's blogs podcasts youtube channels that don't called him what he was don't called him his real name but they don't get no play they don't get no eyeballs they don't get no listeners and they are such under the radar. So now as consumers, we got to do a better job. Like everything we do is important to us getting the information of, of, about our movement. For sure. So the reason why I'm rocking with Joe Budden on that, because Joe Budden is setting the way for independent creators. Now, true enough, Joe Budden is Joe Budden. He's not a, a super big celebrity. He is a celebrity, but he ain't no... He ain't in the cool official cool kid club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Joe is choosing instead of trying to 
lean on that side of the celebrity like a Charlemagne and say, get your bag. Joe is stepping on our side like a creative and saying, nah, I want what I'm worth. So I want y'all to go listen to episode 375 with Joe Budden and then listen to 376 where he is. uh, He's doubling down. On what he said. When you're doubling down and, and, and kind of repeating and, and and kind of piggybacking off of what Eldridge is talking about today, man. There's a lot of people who say they want us to succeed. There's a lot of people who say they like our podcast. Okay. Well, support us. Fuck with us. Share it. Go on to Patreon. Because there's so much more content, especially good quality content, that we could be putting out um, on a higher level. You know, just getting our own support. And then you don't have to be in those positions like Joe Budden describes when he says that's why the creator would sit there at a label and take the $100,000 deal because you don't know where his mind at at that time. At that time, my dad could be dying. My kids could be sick. I could be about to get put out of my apartment. Right. I got the hottest fucking podcast in the streets. And all you finna give me is $100,000. Well, fuck it. I need it. Go back to our No Limit Lessons. Snoop Dogg. Is Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice, a hit single, everybody rocking to it, everybody listening to it. How much to do a song? The nigga broke, he ain't got the money, he says $3,500. I don't even rap, but right now I would pay Snoop Dogg $3,500 tomorrow to be on my song. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... It's a lot of people that are super talented. They look like they're winning and they're losing. Mm. They are losing, creating some of the dopest content you have ever seen, and they broke as fuck. Mm-hmm. So until we stop giving this shit away for free, we're just giving away content. We're just giving it away for free. Shout out to uh, my man Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes, he got a uh, a platform that uh, he's working with, affiliated with, on it. I don't know what it is. Um, fan base. It's a platform where uh, you able to uh, monetize your content as a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, because we got to stop giving stuff away for free. We got to stop giving away for free. Our boy Jameson got the celebrity. Celebrity, shout out to Jameson, killing that thing. Um. Man, there's so many people out here that's trying to, but they not getting the support. That's the issue. They not getting, like, we just got to do a better job. Like, you know, I'm making it my business now. Even on, I'm on Facebook. Like, I always know when you look older because you still be on Facebook and stuff like that. Like, I'm on all of them, but Facebook be good to me. Um, I be sharing. If I see something, I just got to share. That's the only thing I like about Instagram. It's too hard to repost. You got you got to do an external app and yeah, it's, it's crazy. So what I will do on Instagram and folks that are like real close to me, they know I do this. I share the actual post in your inbox. So I share I share the uh, inbox post a lot. Like if you're doing some good shit, I'm just gonna share it. I'm gonna fuck with you. Hell, I'm getting better with giving people comments on that shit because people need the fucking engagement, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. Like, we don't have to wait on another Oprah to be. Back in the day, Oprahs had to be born. Like, they had to be put on by uh, stations. and Handpicked. We like her. She's going to be put in front. Now, hell, you can get a Cardi B to sit down and talk to Joe Biden. Why? Because when she before she was Cardi B now, she was Cardi B on IG. 
and y'all, and y'all see pick, the the card picked her. The Cardi B on Love and Hip Hop that y'all chose. And a little bit before that, she that's how she got on Love and Hip Hop. Everybody's like, how did this regular chick get on Love and Hip Hop? She wasn't regular. IG put her on. Y'all, right. y'all put her on. Yeah, DC, DC Young Fly. <laughs> <laughs> we always talk about DC. Y'all put DC Fly on fire. Now everything you see wilding out, 85 South, like, we did that. Yeah. If you share that, fuck you mean. Like, like if you share that shit, you put him on. Put him on. You put him on. So it's like, now we got to start putting on those who are going to stand up and represent for what we fucking need right now. Oh, boy. Damn. Shit. <laughs> ja. Y'all put him on. Big Ja. I know I put Big Ja on. Like, I mean, hearing his story, he's like, he don't even have to chase. Shout out to Big Ja. Somebody tag Big Ja in this episode, man. Like, hey, bro, we've been using your signs for almost a year now. Your sounds. Shit. Bro. All those Big Ja right there. That nigga, like, he, he's my favorite creator. That, man, what? Like, all, all that. he had me want to take that blue chew. <laughs> Damn. For that wheelchair action. <laughs> Man, when I heard it, uh, how he broke down his way of thinking. It's, it's all independent. Just, hey, hey, another one, too. Kev on stage, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hey, let me tell y'all. Kev on stage. This is about to be a big statement, but I'm saying it here. Is your next Tyler Perry. Oh, for sure. Let me let me tell you why. Because Tyler Perry was the first person that put, got put on by the church. Tyler Perry was the first person to become. Ain't he a, he a billionaire yet? He ain't a billionaire. He's right there. He, I don't think he's a billionaire. A, a multi-millionaire. But he owns a film studio. By creating movies for the church. Am I lying? Movie, some of my movies for the church. Yeah, that's what they're gonna hear. <laughs> some of my movies for the church. Yeah, Bruh. <laughs> a man dressing up in a dress, doing nothing but church plays. Bruh, I, and you know what's so genius? Crazy? All my aunties. Every all, aunt, I never see like they were like Tyler Perry coming to town. I'm bruh, like, how is she toting bruh, the gun? But it's about God. Like, bruh, what are you talking bruh, about? But it was a play. It was before the movies. It was plays, bro. I know it, it. It was the plays, and then when the plays came out on tape, those like, things was hot. And that's you know Tyler Perry, like, like this, bro. Like you got to think about it. Like I don't think we just sit there and think about this stuff. This man goes in the church dressed as a woman. <laughs> not, not in the church. It's the church crowd. Nah, he be in the church, bro. That thing. Started, oh, yeah, yeah, he was in the church. Yeah, that yeah. thing started in the yeah, church. You're right. You're right, you're right. Bruh, Tyler Perry is a genius, bruh. He's a genius. He, he's still doing plays now. Like, a new play just came out, like, last week. So, Kev on stage, to me, is a Tyler Perry that's actually funny. Oh, man. He, uh, right. it, it has an eye for talent. He, he puts on some funny people. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he's funny. He's uh, creative. And innovative, bruh. Hardworking. Innovative. Like, the dude, like, if you go to his channel, you just see how much he working. I'm on this bumper, though, because I see he just tried to drop that podcast with his son, him and his son. Me and baby girl about to get this thing cracking. Man, I've been waiting on this for so goddamn long. I'm about to have a baby just so I can do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to have a baby, goddamn. I'm going to have a baby so I can do the podcast with my kid. Like. <laughs> damn, I cut out. 
Damn. <laughs> but nah, yeah, shout out to Kevin on stage too, though, man. And, and uh, what's so crazy? I'm, I was looking on his page the other day, and I was like, you know what? I'm about to, uh, I'm about to get his uh, hundred dollar masterclass. It's like seven. Oh, it's hundred fifty dollars. It's like seven steps. But he's innovative, bro. Yeah, I would do that. I didn't even know he had that, but I, I definitely. Yeah, I, cause what, what happened was I was about to email him and ask him how much it would be. Because you know that Master P inspired me, right? So I'm thinking like, okay, I don't have that much money. But the money that I would have, I would pay to talk to somebody about what we need to be doing next, right? Yeah. And, and, and on stage was who I was reaching out to. And I saw he had a $150 master class. So I was like, before I ask him, let me pay for his class. And then, because the nigga might give me all the gems in the class. You know what I mean? Period. So, you know, I feel like I jumped into a story and I jumped right back out of it because I need to make a point. But I want to jump back into it now. You bet. Um, it's a lot happening in the world right now. Um, so there's an African principle in West Africa. They have a Dinkra signs and these signs mean different things. Uh, even when I started Spendify, Spendify logo was, uh, inspired by the Dinkra sign constant constant, which means chain link, a reminder in that in unity, there's strength. So we were saying every time, we support each other in unity of our dollar. Our community gets stronger. That's what the Spinify logo mean. Deep shit. Um, another, another one is um, Sankofa. I think that's probably one of the most popular Dinkra signs. And Sankofa stands for go back and fetch it. We look back at our past to build our future. And in our past, there's all the answers. I have a shirt that I, I, I wore. I think I wore it on one of these podcasts. Um, Grandma had all the answers. Um, if we begin to look at what's in front of us based off what we survived behind us, what in front of us not only shrinks and becomes more attainable, we also get more confident in our actions. What do I mean? I vividly remember... Tamir Rice being killed. Damn. Um. I remember that shit. I remember he being killed, and um. I remember the world. That was probably one of the biggest. That hurt. All of them hurt, mm-hmm. but the fact that this young boy was in the park in seconds. The police officer got out and killed Tamir Rice. And I remember we were in the middle of playoffs. It was like playoffs. Because mm-hmm. ain't November, like it was November, he died November 23rd. So that's playoff season. Well, no, nah, that's, that's around like uh, the Christmas, they about to go on like that break. Right. Yeah. But I know it was still there. Mm-hmm. And I remember... It was in Cleveland, Ohio, and I was like, LeBron James, all you have to do is not play. Mm -hmm. Just don't fucking play. And I promise you, this shit is changed forever. And I remember all these niggas, nah, you can't have that man to mess up his money. That's his job. He can't do that. 
That's 2015. Now, if we use the principles of Sankofa, go back and fetch it. Where have we historically seen athletes stand up as revolutionaries and things change? Mm -hmm. Like, with that being said, pinning it real fast, uh, Revolutionary Movie Night tonight, we changed it based off, we were watching the Vernon Johns story, but based off everything that's happening, we're watching Ali. I need our young people to see Ali. I need them to see, like a, a lot of young people, they think, when they think revolutionary uh, athletes, and even if I don't even know if young people are saying revolutionary, if that word is being instilled in them yet. Mm -hmm. But if they are, or the concept of revolutionary, they're thinking Colin Kaepernick. But Colin Kaepernick wouldn't exist without a Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. uh, without a uh, Matt Mood Raul, yeah. um, who I tried to get on this podcast. It's okay. I know you didn't see my email. I know you'll see it tomorrow. <laughs> Just email me back. <laughs> we'll pull up in pot. We'll pull up in pot. Um, so, you know, these athletes have already done it. Some done it successfully. Some, well, I think they all did it successfully because whenever you take a stand for what you believe in, it's always a success. Always. So I remember in 2014, Tamir Rice was killed, and everybody said, nah, LeBron James. I was like, LeBron James. We weren't potting back then. I wish we were. But if we were potting, I would have been able to say, insert the clip right here, Keith. And I was like, if LeBron James does not play, because it happened in the perfect town, Cleveland, Ohio, with the greatest athlete to be playing in the league at the time, LeBron James, height of his game, if LeBron James says, fuck this, we not playing, the world freezes, those police officers, that police officer would have been uh, indicted immediately because you're not going to mess up our money. This is the same Cleveland, Ohio, that burned jerseys, burned downtown because you just leave. So what happens when you just say, I'm not playing until this young boy get justice? Mm -hmm. People said it couldn't be done. Then, fast forward to 2015. So that happened in 2014. 2015, Jonathan Butler goes on a hunger strike at the University of Mizzou. And Jonathan Butler, because on their campus, they were experiencing racism, oppression. Black students were being harassed by white students. They brought it to the university uh, dean. He didn't give a damn. He wasn't doing nothing. So Jonathan said, I'm not going to eat until you fire this dean. He literally goes on a hunger strike, and Jonathan literally begins to die. To the point where he's passing out on campus, to the point where he goes to the hospital. This is when it gets real. He gets to the hospital and signs a do not resuscitate. Legally, if you save me now at this point, it's against the law. Because I'm saying let me die. So the school says, the school says, why are you doing this? If you do this, you're going to die. Because we're not firing this man. 
Imagine doing it. Imagine doing a hunger strike, right? And imagine doing it to fight against well-known racism. And imagine your school telling you, saying, you're going to die because we don't give a fuck. He signs a do not resuscitate. It gets back to the campus. Everybody is uh, upset. Then uh, something happened that was game changer. The Mizzou football team said they would not play. This is 2015 now. I want to let y'all know. So 2015, the Mizzou, uh, they said they're not going to play the game. If they didn't play the game, not only would they forfeit it, they would the school would have had to pay X, I think, three million if they uh didn't play that game. Guess what? He was fired. I said back then. Keith, I wish we were podcasting. Back then I said that right there is the blueprint. Right now, if you want if you in college and you wanted to get paid for college ball, the University of Mizzou just gave you the blueprint. Just threaten not to play. All of y'all. But give up. Nah, they're gonna lose their scholarships. Nah, don't do that. Nah, it's not it's not possible. So recently we just seen that the athletes at Ole Miss, um, they are boycotting practice. Uh they boycott a practice. This is in Mississippi. And y'all know Mississippi, Mississippi burning. <laughs> Ain't much change. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they they in the thick of it. Mississippi still, I think I think they're like the last state. I think they're like the fiftieth in like education, like the last in like everything. Mississippi and Alabama, they down there. So, you know, them boys are boycotting now. The NBA is boycotting now. Now it's a thing. It's okay to boycott, right? And this is what I'm trying to tell people because people start looking at this stuff and like, oh man, this is game changing. We finally standing up. Like, man, we've been standing up. But we are so disconnected from our history, our culture. We think we doing new shit. Matter of fact, this is how I feel like we are, where we are as, like, organizers and activists in our community. It's like if you are an artist and you like, you like, hey, Keith, I want you to hear my new uh, track. And I play this shit. I'm super fired. And you like, nigga, ain't that Tupac? <laughs> like, like, these niggas doing these niggas writing songs that already been written. Yeah. Like they brand new. I no. forgot that man, that, that Ant Farm rock band when they redid that Annie Are You Okay? You remember when they did yes, that? Yes, bro. And everybody was like, they're going ham. I'm like, bro, this is Michael Jackson's song. Like <laughs> So what I'm trying to say with these athletes, like, bro. You now have a lot more. They did it back then, and they had less cover. Less cover, less cover, and less money. Less cover, way less money. Yeah, bro. Now you are in, you are in a moment where you got more cover. It's politically correct to support you. You know what I'm saying? You got black Twitter, black support behind you. Everybody should be uh, been boycotted. Mm-hmm. And you get the big three. She go play over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
If you if you take all your talents over there, you can afford to be over there. That's the thing. It's almost like these athletes now, the young boys committing to HBCUs. I'm so happy to see that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm so happy to see that. Like, you know, you know, now HBCUs gotta do it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Our HBCUs gotta do right, but I commend them young brothers for going over there. Mm-hmm. Um my point is, y'all, right now, you can go back to they keep spitting in our food. You can go back to this, that 381 bus Montgomery bus boycott energy type energy. You can go back to what to do when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You can go back to, we must organize for a mind. Like you can go back to project COVID. Like you can keep going back throughout the crates of the just Elder podcast. And we have said this over and over and over and over again but what i'm telling y'all now is not the time to bullshit away it's not the time to bullshit away like now these folk gotta know like i want white folk to be on their pins and needles so fun story we uh form we met with the mayor and uh so I just want to let y'all know, FORM is an organization that I started in my hometown, Monroe, Georgia. FORM stands for Fighting Oppression and Racism in Monroe. And how FORM was started, the whole world was protesting in light of George Floyd's execution. Um, and everybody got involved. Monroe started organizing and protesting. So when I found out that my hometown was protesting, I drove down there. I didn't even think about it, met the young people, and I'm like, look, y'all got me. Let's do this. Ever since we've been hitting the streets, doing our thing. So we had created our demands. We had a list of uh, seven demands. And we met with the mayor to present our demands to him on Friday. And we get in the room. And you know how white people do. They be trying to smile on your face and, you know, be all cordial. And I was like, yeah, you know, just take a time. We're just going to go down. The demands, because he started out saying, I'm going to let y'all know your demands. I don't really have power to do any of them, but I wanted to hear you out. I'm like, we're not asking for you to do anything. We ask for your endorsement. You don't have the power to do it, but you have power to influence the decision makers who can do it. So we just here to know, are you with us? Yes or no? So our demands uh, are, uh, we had a... um, different ones we had one based off of um um what you call it my mind just drew a blank um actually going through and getting records expunged we wanted record expungement in monroe um there's a program that uh chief solicitor uh keith gambage is doing in atlanta we called him he told us he'll help us get that set up down here in monroe um we wanted an entrepreneurial program funded for young people in monroe we wanted a, um, a more representation of black people on all of the commissions and boards that are appointed by the mayor and city council. We wanted the DDA, which is the downtown authority. We wanted more black people and representation on that. We wanted, um, uh, what was some more demands that we, uh, it was a list of things that we asked. We, uh, the establishment of NPAs, neighborhood assembly, uh, neighborhood planning assemblies, which are like, 
uh, accountability groups between communities and civic leadership. We wanted those established. And the one, we didn't even get to get to all those. We got the number three. The number three was the immediate removal of all monuments, Confederate monuments in Monroe. So I don't know about that there, boy. So this is how you do it. So we got to the first, we got to the expungement. He was like, I don't have no problem with expungement. And he said, because some people make mistakes. And so then he, he was reading through and he was like, what I don't know about all these law, all these crimes that y'all saying should be expunged. So the motherfucker pretty much said, I'm down with expungement, but I don't want to expunge the shit y'all trying to expunge. What y'all had on there? Uh, uh, criminal trespassing, uh, petty theft, and uh, uh, dec- uh, marijuana under an ounce. Marijuana under, and I think uh, the city has something in place for that. It was like a kind of like a program, a first offender program, but diversion program. Yeah, but we want it complete. I don't give a fuck if it's your first offender. Like that shit should be expunged. That's where we standing. So I was like, all right, we'll go through that. You probably ain't cool with that. We get to the next one, and the next one was talking about. Um, and I sent them to you, Key. I'm gonna see if I uh. Computer. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I got them on here. But um, he was. We finally get to the third one. And he says, <laughs> "We say, we say, do you want to do? Do you want to? Uh, do you agree the monuments could be removed?" He said, <laughs> "I don't care." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "I don't care." So um, I said. So we can put you down as yes. He said, no, you can put me down as I don't care. I don't care whether it stay up or it stay down. I said, nah, this is how I know I cuss too much, y'all. So I'm in the meeting, and I'm talking to the mayor, and I'm about to say, <laughs> I'm about to say, look, if me and my bitch want to go out to eat, <laughs> and she <laughs> says she don't care, whatever I bring, <laughs> she going to eat. My dumb ass, I'm about to say, me and my, <laughs> I said, if me and my wife, I caught myself. I really do cuss too much. I think I'm gonna do like a no cuss September, no swear, no swear September for me. I, I swear your fans will be so happy. <laughs> Look, just just off of that statement alone, watch how the reviews come in. And say, and when Elder said he was gonna stop cussing in the month of September, I will not cuss one time on this podcast. No swear September. No swear September. In life, I'm not just a podcast. In life, so what happened when we? So it's gonna be so when we say fuck Spotify, it's gonna be the only time you cuss. I'm saying f that spot. So no cussing in September. That's the thing because that meeting right there showed me I almost cussed too much. No swear <laughs> September. So uh, so in September, we're gonna put a counter at the bottom every time he swears. That's how much he has to. Uh, we don't figure out what he has to do with it. Donate it. Do something with it. How much is it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> it got to be something that I'm going to be uh, scared of, but it, it, it can't be nothing that I can't afford. So long story short, we got to that thing, and he was like, we ended up jumping out the meeting. We ended up literally leaving out the meeting, um, cussing the uh, mayor out. Now we're about to uh, start organizing against them because, and the people are like, why are y'all leaving? Because there's other people in the room. 
They're like, why y'all leaving? Honestly and truly, that one, that one, because we were like, all right, in lieu of taking up down the statue, are you with us painting Black Lives Matter downtown? Because the reason why black people don't participate in the DDA on commission on the board, because black people don't feel welcome. You got this huge Confederate monument. It's all these white folk. It's, it just feel like this shit is y'all. It don't feel like it's us. So if we paint black lives, but like you can go to jail for just for going to city hall, right? So if we paint black lives matter right down the strip, that's gonna show we we next level. Like in Monroe is representing a movement. Mm-hmm. So he says, I don't believe in black lives matter. I don't believe that. I believe that single lives matter. What? It was some shit that he said. Single, like, like single uh, people. Yeah, like when like, he's like non-married people. Look, bro, I don't know what the fuck. All we know, we look everybody in for. Oh hell, nah! <laughs> fuck this bullshit. So, <laughs> so look, it, it, the table wasn't so heavy. I would have flipped that bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> so long story short. You know, we about to go in on this Mayor Monroe. We about to do this work. And I said all this story to this point because it was this lady that was talking. Called us after because she was in the meeting. And she said, I'm going to be honest with you. Black lady. Uh, it was a black and a white lady. They kind of like work. They got organization that they do work down there too. They said, I'm going to be honest with you. We're fearful because Monroe is really known. Like this is clan land. It's playing here, and y- what y'all can we we about to go hard on bang against the mayor. Like what he gave us was a real target. Now, before we were just protesting, now we have a target that the mayor is our target, and plaster him everywhere. Now, when we talk to anybody else, it's like, look, see what we did to mayor. This is how we rocking. And when we, and when the mayor brings us back to the table, it's on a whole nother level because now. This where we starting at the monument. We ain't even talking about nothing else. We talking in the monument, the paint, and we talking about being in them streets every day mm-hmm. in Monroe. So, so she was like, "What happens when you know they retaliate?" Because the mayor says he feel like he's scared that people are gonna retaliate if there's any confrontation. Well, he, the re- only reason why he's saying that because he friends with them racist folks, so he know. There is going to be some retaliation. And there is going to, I was talking to Attorney Mowley Davis. That's how white people respond. That's the only, only thing they know is violence when they don't get what they want. Mm. That's all they know is violence. So it's bound to happen. But it's like, so the woman, she wasn't saying it, but she was almost saying like, maybe you should just go back and have the conversation nicely so nothing happens. Mm. But they've been having the same conversation. They've been meeting with the mayor for a whole year. Right. Nothing has got done. Ain't working. The whole point was to go shake the table, let you know, like, bro, we can't wait. Dr. King said we want it right down. So, so they, so they, they would be the ones to be the passive ones to have that conversation. Yeah. So, like, I told them this is the best example because their organization want the same thing we want. Mm-hmm. They want the same thing we want. But I told them how we our strategy is. We are going to be the mayor's headache. Y'all are going to be his Tylenol. Mm. And to get rid of us, he's going to accept y'all. Right. But ultimately, on the back end, we want the same thing. Good, good cop, bad cop. 
Yeah, so like ultimately, back we want the same thing, but he has already proved he can get y'all in the room, have civil conversations. Like the fact that he said, "I don't believe in black lives," and it was black people still in that room. Because I told him, I was like, I was like, raise your hand if you're a black person in this room right now, and you find absolute zero offense to that monument. Not a person in the room with us or with them raised their hand. Oh, so hold on. They had black people on their side on the mayor. Yeah, like cause the mayor invited the Civic Affairs, the Minor Affairs Council, and it's a, a council of business owners, residents, and it's black people. And there's some black people that actually want to do some work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, this is like a civil conversation. Yeah. So this is the first time they meeting us. They don't heard about form. They've seen the protest and heard our name. They don't know who he is. And we came in there. Like I had my. I had my F the system shirt on. I had my defund the police mask on. Like my home with a little Dante hat on his shades. Like we in this thing raw. <laughs> like we in this thing raw, bro. Um, so uh they so this first time they like, man, who are who are the young people? And, and you know, I ain't gonna lie. Cause it was one white woman, I like the white woman talking, I was like, I ain't even here to come talk to you. I, I came to talk to the mayor. Like, he invited y'all here, and it was a brother talking, trying to save him. I was like, brother, without, with all due respect, hear what you're trying to do. But again, our conversation with the mayor, y'all are here, but we ain't trying to hear for nobody else. But here, here's my point. So the lady was like, you know, if y'all out there protesting, I seen, like, even on my way out of Monroe, I seen this huge red pickup truck, Confederate flag flying, MAGA on one side of the window and on the other side of the window it said all lives splatter and it just lets you know this is where we at this ain't no in Atlanta it's organizing it's easy mm-hmm. this shit is easy that's what that's why I get so frustrated with there's no fucking threat to not playing a basketball game but the impact is endless mm-hmm. you're not about to get killed you got folk in these rural towns well, the real KKK is everywhere, but in Monroe, you got then got police that's probably gonna drive slow to get there because they ain't trying to arrest their son, arrest their son for kicking your ass. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to arrest their brother-in-law. If, if the people don't believe that, look at the whole Amar Arbery case. The reason why you convicted three people was because the extra person had the video recording. The dad was entangled with. All these uh, judges. All the judges in there. That's why the DA knew that they were compromised, but waited uh, three days. Waited three days before they said, it's like keep doing some fucked up shit, right? Mm -hmm. And then I got, dang, I'm the uh, DA on the case, but I wait three days. I knew Keith, but when I first seen his name come from my profile, that's when I was supposed to say, I ain't going to lie, no Keith, that my boy. I'm probably going to say he's innocent. (laughs) Like, like, but... Like Omar, he explained it on the uh, we got we must organize for Omar. The most important hours is what first forty eight. Forty eight. So in that first forty eight, they were they were not able to uh make an arrest. They weren't able to claim no weapon. Like they were slowing down the process. Mm-hmm. So we seeing this in these rural towns. So that's why in Kenosha you can have a brother shot seven times. Talk about it. Seven times in the back, with his sons in the car. Now he lives. So then 
they protest, and I just told Keith this. I told Keith the other day, I was like, man, the movement done got quiet. It done got quiet, you know, and I was playing when I said it, but I told y'all that. I said, when I first heard WAP, I said, movement over. <laughs> and not because Cardi B did anything to end the movement, not because Megan did anything to end the movement, just because we as a people are not mature enough yet as it pertains to being socially engaged to have two conversations simultaneously. Mm-hmm. We can't have fun on the internet laughing about the WAP or defending the WAP or, you know, claiming the WAP while still talking about what we need to talk about on this end. Mm-hmm. So where we are now, everybody just need to clock in. Everybody need to clock in and we have to do what Sankofa, go back and fetch it. You got to really identify. I want people, this is the homework for this week. Identify yourself in our past. And what do I mean by that? So think about who you are, what you feel you bring to the table. You might be a educator. You might be a, a great trainer. Find out about a James Lawson. Find out about how he educated and train all of the volunteers to get ready to participate in the boycotts. You might be a professor at a college. Find out about Joanne Robinson, Professor Joanne Robinson at Alabama State University, who printed out the first flyers for the Montgomery bus boycott. Stayed up all night, lost her job to spread the word about the bus boycott. The Bush boycott was successful three days later. Dr. King endorsed it. And now it's known for the 381-day Bush boycott that we all know about. But learn about the Professor Joanne Robinsons. Like, you have to really begin, like, identify yourself. What's up? Who are you? <sighs> Who I aspire to be? Mm-hmm. Fred Hampton. Okay. That's what, it, now, why Fred Hampton? Fred Hampton, if you go back and um, enlighten some of the listeners, like like yeah, yeah. So Fred Hampton, he was he was a Black Panther, mm-hmm. um, very young, got involved when he was about sixteen, but ranks of leadership really high. I mean, you got to realize when the president of the United States and the the government assassinates you in your early twenties, like. He was the point, he was the one that started the first uh Rainbow Push Coalition. So Fred Hampton was that guy that brought everybody together. He believed black power to black power, red power to red power, you know what I'm saying? Like blue power to blue like he brought everybody together, organized. The reason why I really like Fred Hampton because they said he was electrifying. Hmm. He was like when he spoke, um, he was it was a it was electrifying. Like you listen, and then he had a personality. He was funny. Like, and I'm gonna play this last clip. I'm gonna end with him. Thank you for asking me that. I'm gonna end with Fred Hampton. Um but yeah, I I would say Fred Hampton for me. There's there's many others that I like though. And, and I, but but I, I, I really admire Fred. I like Stokely Carmichael. I like. I, I see you like a Stokely. I like Stokely because when you know he came yeah. from SNCC, uh, Sto- Stokely was a part of SNCC with uh, the Student Nonviolence uh, Coordinating Committee, and that's where John Lewis came from. Mm. 
So uh, so they were all in SNCC. But you got to realize SNCC was that, and that's why I told the older women that we was talking to in Monroe, consider us y'all SNCC and y'all SCLC because SNCC was young, radical, and they were like, nah, bruh, we want to say black power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't want them saying black power because – they were just saying it's it's divisive right. and it's um man I fuck that we teaching today hold on I like it hold on hold on okay I gotta I got I gotta go here because uh it's funny because I sent these speeches to form before we walked in I said go and don't go into this meeting without watching these videos I like uh I, I see Stokely um I, I would liken myself to a Philip Randolph that's that's why I aspire mm, why. I like how well the behind the scenes move. You mm. know, he he was the one while Martin was in the front speaking, giving right. speeches. Right. A. Philip Randolph was the one organizing, getting a lot of organizations together. He did the uh, Pullman's um, and uh, the boxcar strikes. Like he got that together, and I really admire the fact that like, I mean, he's behind the scenes. Like I always grew up learning about Martin Luther King, but. When you read when Martin Luther King is like he couldn't have did it without A. Philip Randolph, right. it's like it, it it empowers me to be a behind the scenes type person. And, I like that, you know what I mean. And, and we got to do that. We got to find ourselves. Like so, find that. And this is so many people I don't know. Who who right. were the people that told the stories visually? Well, you know what? That's what I was gonna say because I like Spike Lee or yeah. who who I can aspire to. You know, um, you know, be like because. He was one of those per- people that would document what was going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or his interpretation of how he viewed what the world was. So I like somebody like Spike Lee to be able to, like, you know. But I'm sure there's other, like you were just saying. Yeah, so other, it's, 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 it's why I did, again, it's the whole purpose of Revolutionary Movie Night. So you can see that these revolutionaries were regular people mm-hmm. with regular skill sets who were committed mm-hmm. to the movement. Yeah. It was just, That's all it is. Vernon Jones was just a pastor, bro, that... Didn't take no shit. Yeah. He didn't take no shit. That's and he's the godfather of the civil rights movement. So it's like I, I be wanting people to really identify yourself in this movement. You know what I'm saying? Like I want sisters to see Asada Shakur. I want sisters to see Fannie Lou Hamer. You know what I'm saying? I want them to see all of these surgeoning truths. Like these strong sisters, that movement would be nothing without them. The movement is still nothing without sisters. Because they have been rocking and they've been standing strong. So it's like, but I want us to be up. Because if we go back and see it, a lot of stuff will make sense. How I move the way I make move and how I need to move next. It will make sense. So, like, this is like this is one of the speeches. I ain't going to play the whole thing, but this is one of the speeches I want my young people to listen to. This is him. Uh, this is, I believe, and my historians, historians can let me know in the comments or the reviews. I believe this is right when he either was about to leave SNCC or he just left SNCC and joined the Black Panthers. Ooh. Stokely Carmichael. That's why Bill Clinton made that remark. Right. So, so all right, go back to that. So, Bill Bill Clinton was talking about um, Stokely Carmichael. A lot of people leaning towards him, but overall, John, John, John Lewis prevailed uh-huh. because Stokely Carmichael was like, "Now nah, we need to go over here." So, like, I'm, I'm, this is it makes sense when you hear this. Now we have two psychological battles that we're fighting against white folk. We won one. They told us that we should hate Malcolm X. We dumped that. Thank God. Now the second battle. 
that we're now fighting is whether or not we will have the right to use the terms to decide how our movement is going to go. They don't want us to use black power. I got news for them. Because what black power was supposed to do was to start bringing black people together under a slogan that everyone understood. But what in fact is done is it's organized white people and their Negro allies. Why that sound like Black Lives Matter? Bruh, well, well, that's the thing. So it's always people will take a piece of whatever you call it, right, and say, oh, I don't agree with that. Why we couldn't say Black Lives Matter too? That's some dumb shit Judy used to say. Like I told the girl they should probably just add Black Lives Matter too. Just add two at the end in order to make fuck that you shouldn't have to goddamn that's one of those shut the fuck up moments again like go back and listen to that episode if you didn't listen to that if you're not an ally shut the fuck up murder spot you'll love it um that's one of them things where bro we shouldn't have to do none of that shit we shouldn't have to do none of that shit so it's like man i want people to go back and really start looking like who and then Man, can I be real with y'all? Like, I got, like, a great relationship with my granddad right now. Me and my granddad haven't always had, like, the best relationship. My mom's dad, because he tried me one time when I was younger, and I just held on to it, and I never really just <laughs> fuck. Like, just on some real shit. Like, I ain't not like my granddaddy. It's just I just didn't fuck with my granddaddy. But I love my granddaddy. Um, but now... Dealing with um, uh, Representative Tyrone Brooks. Representative Tyrone Brooks let me know how involved my granddaddy was with the movement. Not only my granddaddy, my parents. Like my granddaddy and my my mom's group, the Washington, the Floyd family, literally traveled the southeast region with Hosea Williams to churches fundraising for the movement. So when they were talking about traveling and singing and stuff. They were doing it with her. Bruh, they was in the fucking movement. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sitting, like, cause last night, I'm at, I'm down to Monroe for Revolutionary Movement Night, and me and my granddad, like, it's like, my grandma and him, they, they hearing me talk about the mayor, I told them, cause the mayor, and they love this shit, right? They loving this shit. And, uh, he was just telling me stories, and I'm just sitting here like, damn, how the fuck I didn't know none of this shit? Like that's a that, you know that and that's a whole nother pod right there. Like it's it's because I, I tell you about that granddaddy stuff. Yeah, so it's like it's like y'all. We have to begin to go back. We you are like it's a young person right now. Not even just a young person. It's a regular person, and you have, are passionate as fuck, right? That passion could be so. Uh, we have a a, a workshop on black uh, uh, the Let Us Make Man called the Misguided Spirit of Young Warriors. It just misguided. It could be shifted and used for the movement. We just got to do that. So I'm, what I'm telling y'all, I need y'all to go back and not just uh, our notable known ancestors. Look at your own ancestors. Like, can you find the movement within your family? Can you find a movement within your family? Did your granddaddy... Did your grandparents, did your great-granddaddy, 
how were they involved with doing the work? And we have to begin to start doing that now. We have to go back and fetch it, Sankofa. Like this is what we have to do. Because now we're seeing we're seeing history begin to repeat itself in a major way. And we have to be stand up and be the revolutionaries that we were meant to be. And as I go through all these headlines and everything that's happening, I'm seeing all these athletes stand up. I'm like, y'all, it it doesn't take rocket science. Amber Alert. Have y'all ever seen that skit? Uh, uh, then it, the skit said, what you should do when you see an Amber Alert? And the dude was on the phone. He was like, white white honda white honda so he ran out the house i'll say when he when he ran out of the house it was all his homeboys white honda did you see the white honda so all the all the people in the neighborhood start running outside chasing a white honda bro like i was like damn that probably would should be happening but what we do we see that shit and we be trying to turn off the noise we don't even be we don't even be looking for the car no i ain't gonna lie if i'm on the highway i will do a quick scan like if i'm on the highway I'll nigga if you see the car what you gonna do Call the police. You gonna follow him until you get it? Probably. It's dead. Only because you know I got kids, so I be yeah. you know I gotta want that same respect. I ain't looking. I mean, I got kids too, so maybe <laughs> it'll change. But I, man, I just I scan like, like they like, say white Honda. I just scan and be like, and then when I see the color, I'm like, damn! I ever look at the license plate. Like, okay, it'll say four. Then we'll say. <laughs> hey, hey, my dumb man gonna hit his ass on the street. <laughs> I can get him. So he was trying to go all the way to Lanty. Now I'm just trying to. Yeah, I'm behind him. He's turning here. He's here. Get him. You know what I mean? I, I'm not finna. Yeah. <laughs> nah, see, that man, see, thank you. I realized his Amber Alert went off too. Damn. <laughs> you know, I never thought of that. <laughs> so, I never thought <laughs> So, he gonna know if you follow his ass. But you know, the other part about it too, I also be feeling like, man, yeah. I, I just don't want that to be no fighting. Divorce situation. That, that's what I was about to say. I, don't want I feel like a lot of times be like, just the daddy that took his kid too long, and he didn't bring the baby back in time. I remember mm-hmm. that happened to me one time when my son was like real young, probably like just one, and his his mom tried to pull that Put shit out. I'm gonna nah, she didn't do the whole amber. Oh, okay. She didn't go that far, but she threatened, and I'm just like, that's probably how these amber let's be out here. Like, we're not saying that we don't believe kidnapping is real. <laughs> let me just let me just put that out there. Like, we're just saying. We think about all the scenarios. I'm going to make it one of those of the views expressed by the Just Elders podcast. And <laughs> Only reflect me, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <A> disclaimer. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, man, this Mr. Calling me from Monroe. Uh-uh. See, that brother, he was actually in the room. So, so he had to be one of those black people on the, that was on the mayor's side. Yeah, not yeah, on y'all. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, yeah, we only yeah. brought our members. Yeah. So it was four of us. Yeah, it was just the four leadership members of Form, and uh, your your cousin was there. Right? Yeah, yeah, Brienne. That's when you say the sis. He talking about. Okay. He talking, I know Brienne was lighting them up too. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, Brienne, me and her supposed to be good guys. So the rule was it was only two speakers, me and Brienne. Brienne level, I'm hot. You know what I'm saying? And the other two. They always refer back to us. They don't say nothing. But the mayor started talking crazy. Dante just, Dante really popped it out before it was supposed to get popped out. But it's all good. It worked out well. Um, but the brothers, at least the footage. Uh, the brother was the brother that was in there. The one that just called me. 
you know, because I'm looking straight at them. I'm like, again, y'all, it's no disrespect. I appreciate y'all being here, but we we here for him. So, like, if you if you look at how I'm sitting, I walked in, I sit right at the middle of the table. I'm at the at the head. So the mayor is at the head on the other side. So like, I'm really just like geared in on this guy like the whole time. So um, the guy he talking about giving the numbers is one of the commissioners for Walton County, and he was trying to slick say the white lady. He was shit trying to say the mayor slick. And I, I was just I like, with all due respect, he was like, he was like, Cause the mayor really ain't got no control. That's really us you need to be talking. I was like, with all due respect, bro. I was like, the only reason why you're here is because the mayor called you. I was like, that means the mayor has influence on your decisions. So just like he influenced you to, and you decided to be in this meeting, he also can help influence in you and the rest of the commissioners to take down that monument. So we're seeing, do we have the support of the city of Atlanta, and I mean the city of Monroe and its leadership, before we come to you all so i'm like i'm coming to you next that's really what i'm letting them know like bro don't worry we coming to you but we just trying to see if we can come with the mayor with or without the mayor so he was trying to save him so what i did because you can't lose the power of the people you know what i'm saying so i called all the black people that was in the meeting and i let them know like i don't mean no disrespect to y'all that all that smoke was to the mayor and that's Mr. Carlos. He a, he a long time activist. Me and him talked for like two hours on the phone, man. So like he uh he he, he said something just then though. Yeah. He said you ignited a fire in him that he was trying to get away from. Not that not that died. That he was trying. And I feel like there are a lot of old pe older right. people yeah. who feel like it's 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 a hard fight. You got to realize, man. Like I, I won't I won't people our age right now to think about this think about how we feel when we think about trayvon tremere eric gardner mike brown sandra bland brianna taylor jamarian robinson eric uh i mean you you can keep going the list goes on think about how we feel now think about people that was alive when emmett till oh that's what and, and start counting their hashtags Think about how they feel and how these crackers still doing the same shit, how they still killing us. So what I'm saying is when he say it's something I'm trying to get away from, it's almost one of those situations like, bro, I done fought this. I got more time uh, behind me than I got ahead of me, and I ain't trying to spend the rest of my life mad, fighting. I'm trying to sit back. So he told me when we was on the phone, he said, man, I'm not even going to lie to you. He said, I ain't know what to expect when uh, y'all y'all was coming. He said, when I seen you across that table, lighting his ass up, he said, that shit reminded me, man, when I was your age. He said, I just wanted to get up and walk out with you. <laughs> 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 it took everything that nigga to be like, you know, I'm going to keep it coming, play my role, I'm gonna play my role. Hey, but but I look, know he wanted to rock with you. But, um. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, I don't know, man. That, to me, that ties back into what you were saying about your grandfather, though. Not to say that he yeah, yeah, was like, running from it, but it's like, bro, I mean, me and my granddaddy, me and my, about it. bro, me and my granddaddy are kicking it harder than we ever kicked before. Like, me and my granddaddy last night, we were sitting down discussing prospects to run for mayor in Monroe. We were like, who we think could run for mayor? Who gonna have a mind? Like, we live, that's what me and my granddad are doing. This conversation's, we having right now. Mm-hmm. 
And my granddad will tell you, he said, I would run for mayor. I know I, he said, I would do it, but I don't read good enough. My granddad got sixth grade education. You know what I'm saying? Old school, man. All them old man. My granddad was the same way. Yeah, he got sixth grade education, but my granddaddy owned more than most men you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? More success than most men like you've seen. So Not it's like. No formal education, but a lot of knowledge. A lot of knowledge. So my granddad was like, I would. He said, I said, yeah, granddad, we can't have you. He said, they'll be putting the laws in front of me. I like, yeah, man, you might sign Jim Crow back in Monroe. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I said, I said, I said, granddad, we can't have you at that, man. <laughs> he, he said, he said, but look, but, but he knows his role. Yeah. He said, I'm a huge supporter. He said, I get behind it. So we see we sitting there just going through. So like when I be really just thinking about what I be doing every day, this shit be like, I guess I'm watching too many revolutionary movies because it's like I'm living this. Like we are. It's not like yeah. we're living it. Yeah. And what I want people to realize, if you don't feel like that, that means you are riding the bus. That means you are not sitting at the counters. That means you are not getting on the freedom rise. That means you are not fighting for voter rights. That means you are not marching from uh, Selma to Montgomery. That means you are not getting in the fight. If you don't feel the way I'm feeling right now in this moment, in this time, that means you are on the sideline and you have to get off. We have to go back, look at our past, what did they do right? What did they do wrong? How can we leverage that information so we can stand strong and move forward in our future? I'll say this, man, before we end. Oh, before you end, shout out 57th anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech, Marshall Washington. Wow. You know, we just bringing it back home. You know what I'm saying? This is the. What's the actual date? The, it was yesterday, 20, uh, 57 years ago. The 20. This is the 57th. Right, but I'm saying it's the 28th. Today, yeah, today's 29th, so the 28th. So 28th. All right, cool. Yeah, and uh, his granddaughter spoke. I saw her, I saw the speech that she gave yesterday. Mm. Uh, she and she was very it, it low key is like, damn, that shit must skip a generation, right? That's how that's how good she was looking. Wow, like, it must skip a generation because she was on fire. Wow, you know what mm. wow, gotta watch that. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, man, um. We were going to take this conversation completely different today. I'm glad we took it where we took it today. Um, yeah, y'all, like, do some shit. Let's do some shit. Like, that's, that, I mean, that's, I, I, that's the best way I can say it. Just do some shit. Like, I get it. Like, and Isaac Hayes said something on his page. I'm, I'm trying to do better with saying the good stuff he say, because I always be calling out the bad stuff he say. So that's the only reason why I be quoting him. Uh, like that because I done sliced his ass up a few times on this show uh, but he did say he he said 2020 is not normal and he was like kind of condemning people that was going to the clubs and partying I don't, I don't really think going to the club is that smart right now I know a lot of folk doing that um, and he was like we gotta just focus 2020 now he always takes it back to that democratic plantation stuff but at foundation I believe what he was saying is real we do gotta look at this different, and we gotta, and it, and it, and it, it, and it can't be based off of your convenience. It, it can't be because, oh yeah, you know, I'm off on Saturday, so I can do this. Like you literally gotta find an organization and lock in. Mm. You gotta find somebody and lock in and say, I, you know what, I'm doing this because 
I want shit to be better for my kids. I want shit to be better for my future. Or you have to just admit that you're just one of them niggas that don't give a fuck. Exactly. And, and you still going to get a ring. And I'll say supporting Just Eldridge and uh, podcast Just Eldridge Media is definitely a way that you can. Uh, what we doing? I'm going to be real. Supporting us in our movement in this podcast is one of the strongest ways to contribute. Because I ain't going to lie. If y'all, I said my goal by January was to replace my entire income that I make now with this podcast. That was my goal. I don't think it's far-fetched. I think it is possible. And I'm telling y'all now, if y'all help me do that, it's going up. It's going down in a way y'all never knew it would imagine. Like, and the reason why I say that is because we're going to be focusing on just giving y'all pure information and voices that you need to hear. Not just just Eldridge. Just Eldridge Media is, I'm the flagship show on this platform. But there's so many more voices that we need to hear. Mm-hmm. Derek Bozeman needs, now he don't need a WALK radio show. He needs his own podcast. Attorney Miley Davis needs his own podcast. My mother needs her own podcast. Like, there are voices that we need to hear that have answers to questions that we're trying to solve. And this is the beginning for y'all helping us be able to do that. We say this every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Do me a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Share this episode out to your mama, your friend, your cousin, and your shawty. We out. And we're going to say it after this, not that I'm locked up, not that everybody's locked up, that you can jail a revolutionary, but you can't jail a revolution. Right. You might want to liberate like every sleeve out the country, but you can't run liberation out the country. You might murder a freedom fighter like Bobby Hutton, but you can't murder freedom fighting. And if you do, you come up with answers that don't answer explanations that don't explain, you come up with conclusions that don't conclude. And you come up with people that you thought should be acting like pigs, that's acting like people and moving on pigs, and that's what we've got to do. So we're going to see about Bobby, regardless of what these people think we should do. Because school is not important, and work is not important. Nothing's more important than stopping fascism, because fascism will stop us all.